This episode of Hotep's Been Told You is brought to you by Soul Deep Socks. Soul Deep Socks offer high-quality, soft footwear for men and women. Choose from over two different styles and designs. Be quick, because they're never restocked their socks. Once they're sold, they're gone. If you want to make sure you're not behind on the latest styles, join their Soul Club memberships, where you'll get two pairs of socks delivered to your doorstep every month. Use promo code HBTY at checkout for 10% off your order. Soul Deep Socks. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. How are you, sir? <laughs> I need that drop, 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 drop. Hotep Jesus, you need to admit that. Stop being racist. <laughs> New episodes every Thursday night. Hotep's been told you. We live. What's going on, people? Every Thursday at 8, we're back at it again. Hope Tep's been told you, episode 81. We have a special guest tonight. No introduction needed, but he's going to get an introduction. He set the Twitter world on fire. Larry Johnson live with us tonight. What's going on, Larry? Say, what's, what's up, what's family? Going? Thanks for having me on again. I feel like I just, you know, I ain't left. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, if, that interview last week was epic. <laughs> for anybody that missed it, you can get that same interview here in video format on this channel. And um, SoundCloud, too. It's available. Audio versions available at SoundCloud.com slash Jesus. If anybody wants to listen to the audio version, it's really long. It's about three hours. So y'all can listen to it there as well. Hotel Jesus, what's what's been going on with you this week, man? I see you 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 were you were in, I see you in the hotel room. You 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 travel in the friendly skies again. <laughs> Yo, I'm working, man. Um, I'm out here with Wazo Wazo AI. We do artificial intelligence, home security. So, um, you know, I'm a uh, equity partner in that company, and we're out here in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show (CES), and. Uh, yeah, so we're out here just you know promoting the company and making some. We made some fire connections this week. We made some fire connections. I didn't want to announce nothing because I don't want nobody to see the show and try to hate. You know what I mean? But we made some fire connections this week, so a lot of announcements coming soon. Um, and then earlier this week, I was with uh, Dr. Shiva for his uh, science versus uh, science consensus versus scientific theory uh, in um, the Jewish Center, the Jewish Community Center, and. Uh, I think it was Livingston or no Maplewood, New Jersey. So yeah, man, been busy week. I can't wait to get back home and get some sleep for real, man. But Vegas is cool. All right, let's just jump right into it, man. We got we got to talk about Black Twitter, man. Like I think we should have like a Black Twitter um, segment to explain to the people what's going on in Black Twitter today. Yeah, today there is a war between the good <laughs> the good African American poet. Boozy, little bo- is it boozy or just boozy? Boozy badass mm-hmm. versus the Kappas, man. One uh, African American uh, Greek fraternity. They got beef, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's serious too, man. <laughs> yeah, I seen. I seen Wordsmith said he gonna have a bunch of people dressed like um 
<laughs> Jadena outside his crib. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel it's gonna look like Christmas all over again when you just see a bunch of brothers at candy cane sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, what you make of all this Greek stuff? You fuck with? I know you don't fuck with the Greek fraternities for the last. Nah, it's not. You know, I I little been I researching all that. That's just from the boule and all that. This is another version of you know uppity black folk trying to be more uppity than the rest of us and all that, thinking that they can control certain markets and opportunities and keep it away from people only because they're of a of a certain Greek. Is really just another control. For for you know brothers in the field doing a business to to try to persuade other brothers that the brothers in the house are doing it more better than we can do it in the field. So I really never uh, got into it. Uh uh. Do you think they got a legitimate beef with Boosie? I mean, when you see Lil Wayne and Birdman become honorary bloods, I mean, <laughs> what what else can you expect, fam? You know what I mean? It's just I think you should just let the man go ahead. And wear the shirt. You done dancing, party walking all through the other people's parties with your song, with that song and all that. Just let them, let them, let that man have his little bit of shine. You know what I mean? He just he got out for a couple of years. Let him get his his feet underneath of him. You know what I'm saying? If you want to bring him to a campus and kind of you know get him into it, you know what I mean? But you should welcome him in. But you know, you know, uppity black folk. Oh, he didn't go to school. He can't do it because he didn't go to school. That's that's just to, to me. It's just another socially. Sigh up of getting brothers to be at each other over stupid nonsense that white folk created. Oh, oh. <laughs> real talk. Hey, th- now the boule, you know, um, this has come like a resurgence. I guess it's been around for a while. I went down to the African American Museum, they had like it had like a boule section, like a little exhibit. But you know, before it was, you know, the Illuminati, they were saying everybody. A hove and them, they was in the Illuminati, but now it's all the boules. Is this is this just the latest term that they're using for like uh like you said, the uppity black folks, the paper on the wall Negroes? I think so. It's basically they they they're not white enough for the Illuminati, but they just black enough, just black enough for the boule. So they do their own separate rituals, they do their own separate homosexual rituals in Atlanta. And all this other stuff. The same, they do the same things like the eyes wide shut parties. They do the same thing. The boule do that in Atlanta. They do this. They do. They all do that. So that just shows you. They just copying off of what the. It's funny to me. They copying off what the Freemasons and Illuminati doing, which is basically a copying of the Egyptians. What the Egyptians used to do. So basically, they copying over a copying of the original, which is even more funny to me. And why these clowns do all this silly mess. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. No comment. <laughs> I, I agree with all of that. <laughs> you know, another hip hopper in the news, the baby. You know, I actually like his music. You know what I'm saying? He, they, they, they got finally caught him. I think we talked about it like a couple episodes ago. Like they tried to arrest him like a couple weeks ago, and you know they didn't re- have anything on him. But this time, I think he went up. Oh, somebody shorted him. He, they were supposed to pay him like four for pay him for a show. Mm-hmm. They were short on the money. You know, so the baby, he nice with them hands, man. I, he a little short joker, Larry, man. Maybe. <laughs> he nice with it. And I guess they locked him up, man. Is this the hip-hop police or did he just being a fool? 
I don't I don't know. I don't think he's I, it really feels Miami. I don't think Miami Police Department extradites. And every time I said he has to go back to Houston or Texas. And that seemed kind of odd to me that you would extradite over something as petty as burglary or assault or battery or it just doesn't make any sense to me. But who knows? He's like to me, they, they you know, they dangle these type of black images. And if what's the black image going to stand if you have to keep if they if they get into a, a, a position where they should be good financially, these uh, these little situations should never happen. But because if you want to promote, you know, a type of black image to young black uh, men, they have to do these kind of I feel like they're doing fake arrests. They, they, they arrest him. They hold him for 16 hours and he's back out on bond. And then these things disappear. Then he'll just keep doing it. A state he'll go in, pick up little charges, not really landing until you get a meek meal situation. And then it's him against the, the government or him against the judge. And then he, we're back to where we are with meek mill and her, giving her raise and, pro, you know, a probation celebratory festival for the dude. I mean, it's to me, it's kind of clownish. I blame the baby on this one. On this one, you know what I mean. You know, yeah. it's 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 gonna cost you more money in the long run than whatever you lost from this promoter. You know, and you're supposed to have goons under you that that do this type of stuff for you. That you know, take those L's for you. You out here and all these cameras and whatnot. And you wanting to beat up a promoter? Like I understand you. You know, you know, ain't nobody supposed to test you. Or it's about the principles of the matter and all of that. But when you're the number one dude in the hip hop game. You know, a couple of thousand dollars shouldn't be, you know, enough to get you, you know, agitated to want to try and rob somebody and put hands on them. I, I think know. you and you were in a point where you the top dude. You should have got that money before you even landed in the spot. Work. You don't do half in, half out. You don't do walkthroughs and be like, yo, where the rest of my money? No, you, you, you the top dude. You just did SNL. It wired you the money three days prior to make sure you was going to come in. Uh Good point. He did do that SNL. Yeah, you're right. That's bad business. That's bad business by the baby. Yeah, he definitely should shouldn't be handling business like that anymore, man. He was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Yo, man, you got up your status, bro. Yeah, um, Cardi B. That's we're gonna wrap up the the hip hop segment, Black Twitter segment. Now, first of all, they're they're asking Cardi B like. <laughs> political questions you know like she's like this this spokeswoman you know for the democratic party sometimes you know she's come out you know she was talking about the iran strike and things and now she says she i think she after the strike she says she's getting her nigerian papers i thought she was going to ghana but she says she she's signing up nigeria she don't know where she want to go <laughs> she got that mess. i think she because she go to ghana i mean <laughs> If we pulled out a map right now and asked her to point to Nigeria or Ghana, she wouldn't know where it was on the map. Uh, she, she, um, like you said, she. I think she's shilling for the Democratic Party, bro. She's just saying anything right now. No, but do you think more people? Because you know, it's a, you know, this ADOS is a big thing now, and I seen Tone talking about because uh, Ghana has. They've getting people the right to return. You know, right. if you want, if you're African American, you want to go home to the motherland, get citizenship. You can go through Ghana, and they'll give it to you. You know, he was trying to downplay that and, and things of that nature. I, hey, I'm of the opinion you should keep your options open. You know, but is is this going to be a more popular thing? You know, is this like, you know, they're going to use this to push maybe people trying to, um, I don't know, go 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 to Africa. 
Niggas don't even like Africa. <laughs> they damn sure don't, man. <laughs> say the white man said go back to Africa. They said you racist. The black man said go back to Africa. They told us to go back to Africa. <laughs> you ever been to Africa, Larry? Huh? You ever been to Africa? No. Nah. Man, I don't like. I can't you be make on all this calling no longer than four or five hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, what you make of all this Cardi B stuff, Larry? I, I don't know. It's just it's just silly foolishness to me. I, it's hard for me to even get into it because I don't really. I'm not. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm like, uh, what's the dude uh, in that Jamie Foxx show in the hotel? I'm like that light skinned dude when it comes to black Twitter. I don't know. I don't pay attention to none of that that garbage. I'll be on. <laughs> I don't pay attention to none of it. That's a lesson right there. Let that be a lesson to all my black folks watching. If y'all in them black Twitter conversations, get out now. Get out, man. That's a that's a black hole, literally. <laughs> black Twitter is a black hole. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Uh, let me read some of these super chats. Uh, Matthew Erickson, thank you. Uh, donation. What's up, Hoteps? Um, Chad, make Larry a permanent co-host. He's got jokes. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Um, Black Mountain Hotep, the boule is much older than all this talk. Shout out to Black Mountain Hotep. Uh, Robert Grafton, shouts to the redacted, got Larry glitching already. Um, <laughs> he was glitching a little bit, but I think he's coming in. It's clear. Victor Alife, finally able to catch a live show. Thank you. John Lemley, good evening. We'll catch the replay. Shout out to John Lemley. Um, Damn, Victor, we, get... you, we had to get Larry on for you to finally catch a live show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, nah, appreciate the support, homie. Yeah. Appreciate the support, everybody. Everybody hit that thumbs up. Please hit that share button. Um, I guess the big news of the week, you know, the, the strike. All right, we were supposed to go to war this week. <laughs> we was going to war. What was it? Wednesday night? Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. We supposed to go to war. <laughs> Thursday night we woke up war over. <laughs> <laughs> that was the shortest world war ever. <laughs> you know they what, had. What do you think about it? Because you know, I guess this was like the first time that like this generation is like, I guess they they they're seeing some like real conflict. You know what I'm saying? And people were like, oh, first everybody, all the we gotta go back to Black Twitter. They. They entertained everybody with all the war memes. Everybody was going crazy. You know, a lot of people, uh, soldiers are saying that's helpful. That helps them out a lot and stuff like that. I guess to keep them entertained and keep them uh, sane and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. Is uh, are we done? Is 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 it done? Is it all? Is it all a play, Larry? Is this all a stage act? Because they, they shot back missiles. And made sure they called them up and said, "Hey, we're going to shoot some missiles at your base. You better pack up everybody." And they they didn't really they, nobody got killed and everything else. Man, I, to tell you the truth, I hope it's just it's all a scheme. It's all for show because with the resurgence of the LGBT community and you know drag queen story time and all that, are we going to have enough testosterone to even go to war? Mm. You know, I mean, everybody trying to be gay, feminine. Females, everybody turning their son into females. I don't even know if we got enough testosterone to even go to war. You better hope it's just a shoot a couple missiles over here and there and, and, and leave, leave it alone. If they came over here, who gonna stop them? 
the toxic masculine black male. That's what's going on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, black folks be first ones running. <laughs> I know I'm hauling ass. <laughs> No, but that's true. I've heard people say that because, you know, they were saying like, you know, in the Obama era that, you know, they really changed the military, you know, with, uh, you know, the uh, the trans uh, officers and stuff like that, you know, they and they just made, uh, you know, they promoted people just on, on sex and gender and things of that nature. Um, that's a real thing, you know, because you look at other countries, you know, Russia, they've taken apart. Uh, AK-47s in high school and stuff like that. They ready to go. You know, we're not ready to go nowhere. <laughs> For real. We we want drones. We want drones to do all our business. If you ain't seen it, that's basically who who doing all the dirty work is drones. If them drones don't work or the, the controls don't work, we're going to be out of luck. Because I'm pretty sure it ain't, we ain't got no testosterone long enough to, to hold anything. We are so divided as a country. So half of the white folk don't want to go because they think it's a race war popping off here. Black folk don't want to go because we, we know better. And then everybody else is kind of like in the middle with everything. Everybody wants to go you know, promote their rights in military. Like, fam, come on. You want to do a pride parade in the military when you go into war? Like, I, I want somebody who's going to be able to put a bullet in somebody. Y'all want to go out there and wave the, the rainbow flag and all that. This ain't. This is. This country's so divided up and, and not focused on the right things that countries who do got their stuff together, who are marching, preparing every day for war, shooting every day for war, they've been ready to go for this. This is what they've been waiting on to embarrass the United States of America in front of everybody on media. This is what they've been waiting on. Yeah, yeah. This this is redacted performing. Redacted duties for the benefit of the redacted. Okay. There's a lot of things I can't say online for the sake of my life, especially as I'm flying back on Saturday. <laughs> but what I thought was funny was the fact that there was an earthquake in Iran. You know, we struck, and then there was reports of two earthquakes in Iran. Uh, or Iraq. I think it was Iran. And in the next minute, they said, you know what? We don't want no beef. So I think the weather weapons came out. The earthquake weapon came out. They hit the Haiti button in Iraq. We know they did it to Haiti. What's the other country they did it to? Puerto Rico, they hit with the hurricane. The hurricane button. They hit Iraq with the earthquake button. Iraq said, you know what? Y'all not playing fair. We give up. We done. <laughs> we done. That's, that's, that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, this was the shortest World War ever, dog. This shit was funny as hell. This and and this also goes to the point that we're in election season, man. This is twenty twenty is all about these next elections, and they trying to get more people to turn up at these at these uh, voter booths mm -hmm. because Amer let's be honest, Americans don't participate in the federal election, not at a high rate. Especially black folks don't black vo uh, voter uh, votership or whatever the fuck they call it. Voter participation was down last election. It's going to be down this election. So, you know, they're going to pull all types of flags of the false kind to get people to uh, show up at the voter booth to participate in this farce that we call the federal government. I know I'm going to be focused on my local government. I'm going to be focused on my state government, especially what happened with, you know, we're going to talk about the NJ vaccine bill. But. You know, as far as this federal shit, I ain't paying that shit no mind. But that's what's going down. 2020, get ready, because it's going to be, every week is going to be something, you know. 
Yeah, I believe so, too, it's especially when it comes to your local governments, because I think that's where most laws impact you the most is your local government. They're the ones that really, you know, move things forward or move things backwards. Like the federal level, you know, it's a lot got to be moving on to get to get really get things done. And then most of the people don't even pay attention to it anyways. So I think uh, 2020 is definitely going to be the year. But I think that Iraq, the Iran war is really just simmering right now. I think it's going to come back around those months of when you start voting, because then you're going to feel like, well, we need somebody who already handled it, the, the Iran situation. So we need to keep Trump in there. And I think that's what they're going to really going to play, you know, everything off of. This was just a warm up to them. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you hit that on the head. You know, there's never been a sitting president who, who, who hasn't been, um, you know, elected uh, in the middle of war. You know, you pretty much got to keep the same commander in chief all through the war. Um, so I think I think definitely that that definitely plays a role. But, you know, a lot of people was talking about like, oh, Trump's taking us to war. And I'm like, yo, Bush did Desert Storm. Obama did Afghanistan. He killed Gaddafi. Bush killed uh, Hussein. You know what I mean? Like, niggas act like this shit is new. Like, Trump started something new. This shit ain't new. We've been fucking up the Middle East. <laughs> I don't even think we left. We just moved. We just moved borders. I don't even think we ever left there. We never left. We got bases all in Iraq and shit. We had to vacate a base in Iraq. Yeah, you know, when, another thing I observed, everybody was like, oh, we're going to... Blast them, man. Nukes everywhere, man. Leave it to these people. Leave it to these some of these white folks. <laughs> they would nuke at the first chance. I'm like, yo, listen. They want to steal that land first, man. They're not going to nuke it, then wait, have to wait 100 years before they take the land. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, would, why is these people... And then on the other hand, like, they think everything's going to be easy. Like, we're still in Afghanistan 18 years later. We're still in Iraq. It's these these countries aren't these people aren't the pushovers y'all think they are. You know what I'm saying? I I I I, I kind of noticed that. You know, um, I don't know. Is American want to be exceptionalism or anything like that? But these people are war, some of these people are warmongers out here, and that's kind of scary about the American people. Man, yeah. white folk, white folks want to nuke anything they don't see a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. They don't nuke it, and when they see everything on Iran, they only see dirt fields. And and little shack and shanties. They don't see like the cities over here. That'll make you think twice. When you see a Hooters or a McDonald's, they'd be like, oh, oh, maybe you could, uh, come to the table. Man, they don't see none of that out there. They see in tumbleweeds and dirt. They'd be like, you know, a nuke ain't going to hurt it. <laughs> That's why they'd be so ready to do that. They'd be like, I ain't going over there no way. Ain't even got a damn Chili's. <laughs> that's a good point yo because that's a lot of people's perceptions even of africa right mm -hmm. i think cats is living in huts when you mention it you know they don't like really care because they think there's nothing there uh, but you're right but if you show them a mcdonald's you know that uh what what do they call it? there's a term when you recognize something when you know when something is is recognized by your subconscious mind it's a term for it i know chad know this shit um but yeah, if they see something that they recognize over there, like these commercial brands, they love you right. They they might be like, oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Uh, Super chats. Victor uh, Victor says he was working. He works on Thursdays and he's been catching the replays. Uh, Reaction PR. Iran had two had to fire rockets. Can't go out like a punk. 
Uh, Keith Drummond, Iran got hit with that earthquake. <laughs> this was a high-level diplomacy-like Cuban crisis. Hey, can we talk about that earthquake thing? How, how effective? I mean, because I think North Korea got hit with an earthquake, um, and like I think it was in 2019. Um, and you know how effective? Like a lot of people talk about, you know, the weather stuff. Like I think. There was some country that was seeding clouds and they seeded too much and it was goddamn flood and they started flooding out their people. How effective do you think that government's got with the weather stuff? Well, we have to understand that about 100 years ago, Nikola Tesla said if you gave him like another week or so, he could split the earth in half. You know, Nikola Tesla had a device. I forget where he was located, but he caused like the earth to shake where he was at and they had to come to this building oh. like bro what you doing in there bro you got the whole city shaking he like nigga y'all give me another week i'll break this shit in half so if, if one you know european can do that on his own imagine when you take some of that technology and you hand it down to the military industrial complex they gonna perfect it yeah um in reaction PR, this was high-level diplomacy like the Cuban crisis. Um, John Jay, white folks like love war. A few thousand years ago, he was messing with other races. We were playing war games with each other, fighting for fun. <laughs> uh, Hotep with it. Hotep's an herb. No better day of the week. Um, I guess we talk about the uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. That was a big story today. Um Yeah. That's the thing. They're leaving the royal family. You know, people didn't know they could leave the royal family. They just said, "Hey, man, we're we're done with y'all. We're gonna take a step back." He said they were work on their finances, so, <laughs> and they and they gonna get that 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 money like the Obamas was getting on the speech tour. <laughs> he he got that light skinned girl with her. She expensive. He like hold up, man. <laughs> got to make sure he spend his money right. <laughs> Like what you said about the uh, family earlier? It make no sense to me. None of it really does. Everybody's trying to write these stories of trying to make it the old race trope as her blackness and her Americanness is too much for the, the crown queen and all that. Well, she did the most too un-American and anti-black things she could ever do. One, she married into a family that benefited from the transatlantic slave trade. Then when they were over here with that taxation without representation, she married into that again. And not even touched in all the pedophiles and kidnappings they, they've been attributed to. And Jimmy Seville, which was one of the, the, the Crown's best friend and all that, and all that pedophile stuff he used to do. And she trying to get some kind of blackness representation over here. And they want the black community, especially black women who fought for this nonsense. They want them to be like, oh, feel so sorry for her. Let's, let's rise up. Man, please, black people have been waking up all over this country. We we don't even count her as a as a, a factor in blackness. You bought a, a drop in a bucket when it comes to that. They're really trying to make it about the whole the wax, the wax figures are being moved away from the oh, please. What they said about the wax figures? They moved them like they were supposed. They moved like they were with the family, and when they went to Madame Toussaint's, they had somehow moved them away from the family to try to be symbology of their like them leaving the family. Oh, oh, oh okay. 
Now I was yo, I was thinking maybe they wanted to get away because maybe that Epstein thing is gonna uh come crashing down on uh, the royal family. Mm. Mm. Maybe they're trying they to get out of media. Dodge. They control that media. They they that's like a that's sweating to them. They they, they really ain't worried. They had to make it look like they really cared and had to push him to the back. Please, they do. They've been doing this for centuries. They just they own all the media. They own all the money. They control our money market. You think they gonna lose anything from from him the, for the prince getting in trouble? Prince Andrew getting in trouble? No. But but Harry is Diane's daughter, and Princess Di was a rebel from the family. You don't think Harry is kind of following his mother's lineage of being more of the righteous or rebel of the family? I don't know if that was true. I'd be scared because you seen what happened to her when she tried to be righteous and rebel. They, they took up out of here, took her out of this world real quick for that. So if I was them, I would be. I wouldn't want to go nowhere, especially when you know they got pulled to make things look like an mm. accident. Ah, uh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Yo, that Princess Die is like one of the conspiracies that all the malls believe in because they the, the malls love Princess Die. They, and I remember I was dating this one girl. She's like, yo, I, I swear they killed Princess Die. I was like, for real? <laughs> I didn't know nothing, but then I looked into it. I was like, damn, they, they might have got her out of here. Yeah, she um was dating a, a POC, a person of color, and then they went to some tunnel and there was a crash and it's just like, huh? Like they were supposed to be running from paparazzi or something like that. Yeah, it's her whole death is a big mystery and a huge conspiracy around it. If anybody is not familiar with that, you should go on YouTube and just type in Princess Diane con conspiracy death or something like that. And just look into it. Mad, mad documentaries. And I, shit would, I wouldn't even say it's a conspiracy. I would say it's a coincidence theory. Like she literally had they have her letters of saying that uh she thought that her husband was gonna was gonna kill her and that she all weird feelings about the the mother when it came to like you know children and eating children and all that stuff like they were she was hearing all types of wildness that was going on in that house and she was that was going to be like the the straw to break the camel's back that she was going to come out and start talking you know it you know the muslim cat she was dating did have a little you know a little sting to it but i think Ultimately, it was whatever was going on in that house she was really afraid of. Mm hmm. Damn. That's, that's real. That's real, man. Um, Hollywood, Golden Globes, man. <laughs> Richie, how do you say his name? Gervais? Gervais? Man, he uh, had the most watched speech of all. Like all, like like um, I guess Hollywood um, movie. Uh, was it? it was a movie uh, award show, right? Yeah. Where everybody was watching that. They didn't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's probably the most important. I want to say the most important speech given in Hollywood by a Caucasian ever. Ever. Was it though? Yeah. Was it though? Well, <laughs> give me one. He kind of called him out though. He called him out. Did he? <laughs> well, well, he just said Epstein was your friend. Weinstein and Epstein was your buddies. <laughs> but didn't somebody else do that same speech when using Harvey Weinstein's name? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like it ain't hit like this one. Oh, I guess it because it wasn't funny. This guy was kind of funny with it. Yeah. 
And he was uh, talking. He touched on. He did like a a, a, a a Uncle Murder wrap up of the year because he even said, "Y'all out here, y'all ain't did enough years." Is Greater Thunberg? So he threw Greater Thunberg out there, and he said, "Y'all virtue signaling." He told the truth. I can't. Can you name another another Caucasian who had an important speech at a Hollywood award ceremony? Yeah, and they they told him not to do it no more, and that was uh, Tom McFarlane, Seth McFarlane. Uh, dude oh. from Family Guy, he went off too, and it hit so hard. They were like, "Nah, we ain't doing this, dude." Nobody laughed because he hit him that hard. Everybody was laughing in his show. When when Seth MacFarlane did it, no one was laughing because it was it was hurt hitting that hard. That's why I I, I kind of you know made it into that because I paid attention to what he was saying. And if you catch his sarcasm, if you watch Family Guy, you know how his sarcasm is gonna go. He did it to a point where it wouldn't. They weren't laughing. That's how hard it was going. See, I think for now, they, they put these guys up there, like, go in on us. You know, like, it was like a roasting session. Go on and uh -huh. They knew what he was going to say. That's why everybody sitting around laughing and giggling, you know, like it was before. But it was, this is like a whole scheme of it. They get you to agree with their lifestyle by bringing somebody else a part of their their culture and saying he's he's attacking them and going at them and exposing the truth when he's a part of the same process. So you get you to laugh it off. So then you just go back on about your day. This is I'm telling you what I told you before. 2020 is a year when people start exposing themselves, but people are not going to be hip to it because you you taking it as pleasure. You laughing it in. So you don't so you just, you know, discard it as being actually serious problems with pedophilia, child sacrifice and ritual and ritual murder that happens over there. That's real. That's a real hardcore hotep take. Like, look, the dude, uh, 50 years old, the, the creator of Ugly Better, he just found dead. How many actors and musicians and entertainers and CEOs are always found dead? These people got entourages, money in the bank. Like, even mm. me, you can't meet dead nowhere. Somebody going, I mean, I'm going to be around people. You're going to be around people. There's no such thing as finding anybody dead, but that's what they go with. And you don't even know the reason why he was found dead. You just, people gone. You know what I mean? Just, the people just gone who work in the entertainment industry. Uh, I, I like the point you made when you said that he's making people laugh about serious topics, but ain't nothing funny about this. And that's kind of yeah. like, lets it just slide right on by. You're right. Because he could have said it in a way that wasn't entertaining, right? Mm -hmm. That's what Seth MacFarlane did. He was like, he hit it so hard, but it was like you sarcastically could not laugh because it was like, dang, because like he knows because you. it was like, he know, he know, like we know, he know. And now everybody else knowing. Now they had to do it where they everybody had to laugh it off. So it didn't make it seem like it was a serious topic. But these things are serious issues over there. Uh, uh. Somebody said Jerry Garcia found it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's I guess that's Hollywood, you know. Uh, Weinstein, you know, he's up there doing his like he on his cane, and you know, he tried to fire the lawyer. I think he was using his his, his phone, and the judge told him to get off his goddamn phone. Now he told the people he want a new judge. Now what is the audacity? He told he got caught on what, his. What you say? What, what what's the all? What's the caucasity? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a man literally kill his wife. He got up there in front of the judge, but like, I would like to go home. 
he got life. I think he, they, the judge gave him life, but he really got up there and told, after getting found convicted of killing his wife, really got up there and be like, I would like to go home. <laughs> but this is, like I'm saying, bro, people be fighting for the system and they, they ain't really for us. If you ain't not a celebrity and all this, like you look at Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. <sighs> These two coons wanted to be in that industry and they were the first two sacrificial lambs to this nonsense. Well, everybody else get the back seat and not going to ever get their real day in trial. They'll, they'll drag Harvey Weinstein on for at least another good two or three years. Hold on. You, you didn't call the king of R&B a coon. R. Kelly. You know Cooney is representing an image that is not of the original people that has been placed there for by someone who's paying you to act this way. Now, mm. what he's doing, wearing the Pie Piper and all that nonsense, that's not black folk. So if you coon in for a check to, to put out an image that is not who you are and not who the people are, that's what cooning is. Uh, I, I can't argue that shit. <laughs> he right. Yo, you see his girlfriends was fighting on IG this week, man. Were they? About what? Yeah. They were moving out. You know, they was moving out of the Trump Tower in, in Chicago where he, where they, he had a condo. And they, they just started fighting. The one girl said, uh, I guess Kelly was having threesomes with them when she was underage or something like that. That's what wow. she was yelling in Instagram. Wow. You know what the one thing is not really being brought up that we should bring up is the fathers and all this. Oh, yeah. Why? Like, I feel like that was, that's ground zero for where a lot of what this nonsense is. When they these girls get found or these girls get kidnapped and some of them have fathers at home. What were these dudes doing? Waiting for a check? Mm. Mm. Like, I mean, come on, your family. It's not like your daughter 1920 and going over to R. Kelly's when she can, uh, you know, pretty much do that. If your daughter like 14, 15, she got to go walk past you out the door to get into your car. You pay the car note on to go over to that house or whatever. Yeah. How, how are we not how are we not putting the uh, accountability on the fathers or the mothers at this point? That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, back in the day, it used to be the father would try to marry the woman off to a, a wealthy family. So I guess today what we got is, you know, go over here and catch this case mm-hmm. so we could become a wealthy family. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fathers got to be held accountable too. mothers got to be held accountable, too. Are you watching your yeah, daughter? There was a- there's a few families like that, you know, um, because he, the the pissing era, the pissing case was, you know, that was over a decade ago, yeah. and people were still trying to send, you know, their teenage daughters to like, hey, she can sing. Why don't you go, R. Kelly? Why don't you help her out? Like, what happened to this case? You didn't realize this case? Like, people were were doing that. Like, like you said, the fathers and the mothers of some of these girls need to be held accountable. But you know, it's. They got their, they got their, 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 um, their, their, uh, they got R. Kelly, you know, he's, that's all they need. You know, that's all the movie that they're making another documentary. Matter of fact, I think Lifetime's making a, a sequel to the surviving R. Kelly. Like how they're really milking this. This is, this has become an industry, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's crazy. Yeah. It's not even about the victims. It's about, you know, the industry. You got to destroy our, our our black boule too, you know. Um, they did favors to get up there. Now, now, Larry, you call Bill Cosby a coon? How is Bill Cosby a coon? Not not Doctor Huxtable, America's, you know, precious black father figure. 
No, nah, I probably went too far with that one. Yeah, he, he, was, <laughs> he had, he did, but he also, but he also used to come out and say he hated rap music. He hated the hip hop culture. I mean, he came out and said he hated his own people. So obviously, he's he's being told to to hate his own kind and not help his own kind. And the only kind he was helping was those who were in college who was doing something. But not everybody has the opportunity. Not everybody has the opportunity or come from certain backgrounds where they can go to college or be in a great family background. I think it was really coonish of him to really come out and, you know, down hip hop culture and, and rap culture uh, because he couldn't understand it or because not everybody went to, you know, Hillman or Spellman or whatever that, that was. And I think he made that point where he always used to work out. He used to always uh, work the pin relays. You know, he was always there at pin relays and always helping out with Temple. You know what I'm saying? I think he, I mean, he meant well, but, I, you know, you should never ever get on film, tape, TV, or a newspaper doc, talking down on your people, ever. Yeah, 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 yeah I agree, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, that pound cake speech, he didn't know it was going to be uh, filmed like like that. He thought he was like, I, he, he thought it was only black people that was going to be in there, but when they when the, the reporters got out there, he, like, and it got out of the bag, but he, he intended it just to be like a closed indoor you know, yeah. conversation between ourselves, but it it got out there, and, and that's the rest of his the rest of his. So, they, so they, they weaponized his words to create a black divide, is what you're saying? Yeah, mm. that's what it seemed like it happened to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who the other one I caught up? Russ and Dame Dash got caught up too. That's the, that's the other black leader state of God. Who? Uh, Russell Simmons, Def Jam creator. Uh huh. And um, Damon Dash Rockefeller, they they caught up, caught him doing what? Uh, you know the whole Me Too movement, sexual assault allegations. Oh, I think they tried to make that work. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't get the. It didn't get the same traction as the Harvey thing. I think they tried to make it a competition of, you know, we got one. We got to take the focus off this this one white guy. And we got to throw it in and sit in everybody. At that point, it was a lot of white guys getting trapped. They're like, whoa, this, this balance is a little bit too imbalanced. We got to throw somebody else in there. So they try to do it with the Russell Simmons one. I, and to me, I like you met Russell. If you met Russell Simmons, he don't really have that that demeanor. He just don't. He really got a laid back, you know, demeanor. And, and of course, Dame, everybody know he's the a-hole of the, the music industry. But even then, I don't I don't see that part in him either. You know, what I mean, it's time. My time has been around him, so it's it, you know, it's, sometimes these, these false flag events when it comes to these stories, and guys because they're in the entertain, entertainment life, they kind of go along with it because it's 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 still your name being mentioned. You still you know a hashtag. You still get the trend, and people still bring attention to you. You know, what I mean, I think that's the problem with especially black males in this industry is that you are always going to be the sacrificial lamb for their agendas. And sometimes you're not going to be able to just walk away from your job with five mil and hanging on to it. Like some of those other guys who got in trouble and some of those women who got in trouble, who are able to walk away with their checks, even after getting fired, we play a dangerous game of trying to do that. And then you try to claw your way back into, you know, your entertainment life and your entertainment status by bringing down everybody else. You know, you saw he had that when Homeboy owed him money, uh, that director that owed him money. I think it was Lee Daniels owed him money. He made that a yep. big, a big situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Larry talking that truth. <laughs> hey, Larry, you think it's, some, it's hard for some people to walk away? You say, like, you know, they'll, 
you walk a fine line if you're black and you're in that, in that industry and you're in those levels. You know, like some people, it seems like they can't walk away. Like R. Kelly should have been been walked away. Bill should have been walked away. Dame should have been walked away. They have all this money, and you know, they. I guess is do they just need the limelight? Like Wade, he could just walk away, but I, he needs to be on TV. I guess. So the thing is, I don't think they. To tell you the truth, when you get when you understand secret societies and how they move, I don't think they control their own brand. I don't think they control most of their money either. Because how did R. Kelly make half on a baby, 12 play, uh, Chocolate Factory? How can you produce so many hits and then not pay your child support and be in jail for that? That, that should be just, you should just cough up 150K after making all those hits and those groups that you wrote songs for. You should be able to cough that money up. So it, it, it shows me that these guys really don't even own their own finances. And I think they're trapped to where if they wanted to leave, you would have to leave with whatever you came in with, which was nothing. They own everything. Mm. Your, your building, your house that you pay for, they probably own that real estate. So most of these guys get trapped in having to submit themselves to whatever agenda they, that causes them to be in that limelight again. It's just, to me, I don't think they own half the stuff they own. I think most of it's, I think their whole life is a tax write-off to me, to companies who actually, you know, owns those talents. I think they're just a, a tax write-off that they really don't, be big pimping as they say they be doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They they are tax write-offs to record labels. Record labels, you know, a lot of people they wonder how, you know, these artists are getting these million dollar deals. I'm like, it's a tax write-off to the label. You know, if that artist, if that artist don't do well, it don't matter. That's just a tax write-off. You you right about that. For but but R. Kelly to 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 produce the hits he's had, I mean, he should have you're right, he should have acquired, you know, massive amounts of real estate and you know, he should be well off by now. He shouldn't have to, you know, be slumming it. You know, like your baby mom should be so happy that you won't have to deal with, you know, child support. You know, when you created the most, you know, memorable hits of R&B of our generation. You know? And the fact she was quiet, right? No one knew this dude was married, had kids. Yo, she really deserves like some type of an award of playing her role or playing her part. Because she really could have she really could have caused a lot of drama early on. And then the fact that she really was quiet and patient this whole time, raising raising his kids, really not being the typical baby mama that you would get out of, you know, black entertainers. Like, you know, it's he should have made sure she was super good. Word. Word. Um, super Chats. Uh, Reaction PR. Unrelated to Rand, all the houses collapsed in PR due to the recent earthquakes were not built up to code in areas not suitable for construction. Thanks, Reaction PR. He's a or ace and hole on, on Puerto Rico uh, uh, items of news. Um, hold on, let me scroll a little down. Uh, Nicole Johnson, what do you think of, thanks for donation, what do you think of Lonnie Love comment on black men? I think Lonnie Love is uh, on that one show. She what used she to say be on the real. <laughs> on the real. The real. What'd she say? She... <sighs> It's this is an embarrassing moment for Black America. We should cover this in the we should cover this in the Black Twitter segment. Um, she so you know there's the meme goes around says Black men don't cheat. So she come out her mouth and say Black men do cheat. Then another woman on the show said, "Look, this isn't just a Black thing. It's just a power thing. Men with money cheat on their wives because they got power and they got money and they can get away with it." And she was like, no, this is just black men. And 
<laughs> it's cause of slavery. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck up, yo? First of all, let me just debunk something about slavery. Under slavery, couples were very tight knit. Very, very tight knit. I keep, I keep referencing this book, um, A People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Great book. But they talk about slavery in a book, and he, and he has these accounts of black men and black women, even when they're on different plantations, staying in contact. And he said there was a tight unity amongst the family. And, and you know, it, and he said even some of the, the white slave masters were impressed by the fact that, you know, how they were practicing monogamy, you know. So that whole thing about slavery breaking up the black family and all of that, that shit ain't fucking true, bro. She she really Lonnie Love is ignorant when she said that because I at the end of the day if she ever read the Liddy the Willie Lynch papers on the black woman she would be more in the wrong than we are because the, mm. because Willie Lynch taught that if you separate and reprimanded and gotten in his words got all the bitch out of her then you would be able to make her dependent only on the white man and not black male. So I don't she's completely wrong as far as bringing a race or slavery into a situation like you said, because when it came to buck breaking, we had gotten it worse and they made the women watch. But when it came to being bed wenches, who did he get, who, who did the, the master go get first? He went to got the black women out of the house and brought them in the house, which is why we still have that today. When you see black women dating white white men is kind of like that black women will bark at us all day long but won't bark at the white man and that's because of slavery that's because of the what they call it uh what's the syndrome stockholm stockholm syndrome so lonnie get up there preaching it's always about the black man the black man that she's taught to do that what she's doing is actually what willie lynch preached is to is to be mad at us and put the blame on us why she won't do who the real enemy of the situation is. And she won't attack that because she's, she's, you know, like I said, she's paid to do that. Yeah. Like even the Megan Merkel thing, like they always talk about black men dating white women, man. When Megan announced they was getting married, man, black women act like a fool. Like, yes, we made it. <laughs> made it. You, she basically made, she basically married Massa. What are you talking about? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm really lost with that. Like you do not know where the transatlantic slave came from, or do you not know your history? Your mom is Jamaican, family. You did not know this. You didn't know they go all the way down. They, that Queen's money goes all the way into Irishtown, Jamaica, all the way down into Jamaica. You do not know on this. Understand this. Why would you marry into that? Mm. Mm. Shout out to Candace Owens while we on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you know Candace Owens, man? Yeah, I've, I've heard of her. I've I seen her embarrass herself once on uh, in front of it was a Congress or something like that, where she tried to go at somebody, and she wasn't really equipped to handle that type of uh, that type of treatment. I don't know. She it was that was funny. Like I can get it. Like she like the conservative values. I, I do agree with her a little bit about the whole Colin Kaepernick situation and her conservative values, but. Sometimes when you in the line, like you be trying to you trying to be extra extra with it, like ma, just taper it back a little bit. Like we understand, we we got you. Like some black men who are conservative understand you, but she, I think she trying to take it way too far and and got herself caught up where you really don't hear much about her anymore. Mm. 
Yeah. You dance yeah. a little bit too hard. <laughs> Dancing too hard. <laughs> like they say, blood on the dance floor. <laughs> Dancing too hard. <laughs> you a hucking bucket too hard. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was strange that the white man brought the black woman up there to defend him in Congress. That's what she was up there for, basically to defend white men, to defend white nationalism. I was like, y'all called a black woman to do y'all work? And where did we get, what did I say about the Willie Lynch papers? Those papers are real. People, black folk, y'all don't understand history, man. And I'm, I get it. Where you be like, oh, we, we progress. We, we shouldn't go back into our history. Fam, go back in there because that is what they're using on us. If you don't understand their game plan, which is, has never had to change, if you go back and listen to the words, all you got to do is take out... When it says how to make a black slave, how to make a black entertainer, how to make a black Kanye West, how to how to make a Candace Owens, it's all in there. They do the same blueprint. If people be wise enough and wake up to it, you can use their own situation on them. But people never want to do that. No one wants to mm. learn. Mm. I'm going to act like you ain't just come for Kanye. We're just going to act like you ain't say that. <laughs> I forgot. That's your, that's your boy. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I mean, you know, this Jesus is king. <laughs> Jesus is king. Jesus. Pass me Chick fil A. <laughs> hey, you, you don't think Kanye made a change? I, we, we, the whole world saw Kim Kardashian's walk in refrigerator, man. There was nothing but good food, good, wholesome hotel food in there, man. Aren't they like vegetarians and stuff like that? No. When it had no meat or something like that, I heard it like it was like like all like like dairy type of stuff. Yeah, I think they trying to go that you know that conscious route. I mean, when you in Cali, that's kind of like the Cali thing. You know, everybody yeah, out there is uh, on that plant based that plant based wave. That's super popular out there. So I think it's a product of being in the environment. But they definitely got that hotel diet. You know, they got the money for it. You know, I seen her refrigerator. That shit looked privileged as hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> had a yogurt. <laughs> Yo, it's like you just go to that refrigerator and stand there for 20 minutes because you don't know what you want. It's just so much <laughs> cho choices and options. You know, some of us from Monday to Friday, our refrigerator look like a, a old man's pillbox. You'd be like, ah, I know what I'm getting on Monday. I ah, know what I'm getting on Tuesday. <laughs> you just stand in front of her joint, like, hmm, what do I feel like today? What's <laughs> up? Real talk, yo. Oh shit. Now your uncle, he did they had a yoga machine in the pantry. I'm like, that's when you keep the food. You got a machine in there. <laughs> that's great. She made sure she had all glass containers, no plastic. You know what I mean? That's mm. my conscious queen. <laughs> 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 Larry, no, are, are you voting for Kanye? Wild, huh? Kim Kardashian is the conscious queen in 2020. <laughs> she I'm gonna is. Move black women lightning strike your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, damn it. Kim Kardashian is an honorary black woman. Oh, you're going to start some mess with that. <laughs> this is where I laid a disclaimer of black women. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she conscious she got the ass she black she getting black people out of jail you know what i mean like 
she she doing it big out here man that's the that's that's the black royal family in america yo tell us about the uh the vaccine man you you, you was oh. out there you was out in the streets man hey the bad yeah um so new jersey law says that uh if you don't want to vaccinate your kids mm-hmm. you can be uh exempt based upon religious reasons and uh that bill is up to be challenged or actually was up to be challenged and today they voted to amend that and they basically um installed a caste system or financial uh segregation because they said that you can exempt yourself if you go to a private institution a private religious institution now we know that only the rich can afford to go to these private religious institutions which basically says if you're poor you are mandated to take these tuskegee experiment vaccines Mm -hmm. you know um and i interviewed dr shiva on this it's on a podcast we did a three-hour talk on it he broke down the immune system and, and everything like that and then I went and I met him on, you know, on Monday and we talked over at the Jewish Community Center in uh, Maplewood, New Jersey. And then, you know, I, if I wasn't here in Vegas, I would have been at the uh, NJ Vote thing um, today. The malls is out there heavy. Shout out to all the malls. All the malls are really like putting in work. Middle aged white women are the one that really are out there in the streets fighting this bill. When I went to go see Dr. Shiva on Monday, middle-aged white women were out there heavy and really trying to fight this bill. So shout out to all the malls. But um, yeah, this is this is a big L for, for New Jersey. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's why I'm going to be, you know, um, highly uh, involved in the uh, state politics, you know, with Dr. Shiva uh, come November because um this is crazy this is crazy the fact that they can just inject your child and you don't have a choice you know what i mean like i don't yeah i don't really think people are really understanding what's really at stake here yeah the jokes going around like, oh you going to vaccinate your kid or you going to just make everybody sick but also they are they're inserting a lot of metals into these 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 vaccines that are having kids come up with you know with autism fertility rates going are skyrocketing every year it feel like people go, becoming more and more infertile and a lot of it has to do with these vaccines that are doing i don't think people are really looking at the broad you know scope of the statistics when it comes to all of a sudden these vaccines are, are really you know disabling children and let to lead you know regular lives and it's it's more than just the mumps break out and just making your child sick is I think it's a little bit more bigger than that. And people are not really understanding the ramifications of actually keep trusting government, you know, government vaccines to to improve your life on this planet when they've done everything to pretty much rob you of having a fulfilling life. Yeah, I think the big thing here is the choice of the matter. Right. So, you know, when they when they um when the left talks about abortion, it's my body, my choice. But when it comes to this vaccine, it's not like, you know, where's the my body, my choice in the vaccine argument. And really what we're saying is we're giving autonomy of our body over to the state. We're saying the state is in charge of our body, which means if the state can tell us, you know, um, when they want to insert something into our body, the next thing is the microchip and, you know, whatever else they want to insert into our body. Mm-hmm. So that's a dangerous thing here. The fact that the government is is technically about to own our body, not like they don't already, but, 
you know, as far as legislation is concerned, it's going to make it legal to own your only own own human body. You you belong to the state. I think that's what they've been trying to do with children all along. Like you, you see, if you wanted to homeschool your kids, kids, parents are getting arrested, you know, getting called child protective services called on them. And if you're not wanting them to learn about homosexuality, that's going to be an issue, too. And I think, you know, we're not going to be able to do anything as far as education and protecting our children because they, the state wants to take over all of it. And they think by cutting these programs, the federal is going to come in and be like, well, you have to rely on us. If you can't pay for it in your own school system, you're going to have to rely on us to administer everything. And I think that's, the, you know, what they're what they're wanting to do all along is to get to the kids sooner and faster for whatever weirdness they want to get into. That's another thing that passed in New Jersey was, uh, you know, I think next year, actually this year, later this year, it's going to be mandatory um, uh, LGBT education in the schools. Mm-hmm. I never mentioned that if you don't want that because of religious reasons, like, no, we're going to, you know, we're going to either do it or you, your kid can't come to this school because this is what right. it's be. And then they'll slick it in with, you know, different literature. You know, next thing you know, your kid's coming home with books and you're not really paying attention to it. And then it, different word or math problems have those scenarios set up in the, you know, in the, in the homework. So you really got to be vigilant on these last things. Like, it's nothing against what they do. I could care less, but children aren't made, aren't made to understand at this early point on about what their sexuality is in general. So why just let them learn on their own, not force feed it to them and thinking they, like they, they have to be second guessing who they are, what their gender is. I think that's really uncalled for. You know, you made an excellent point. You said they're gonna put it in a homework, and that is so fucking true, right? Because I, I was reading a, a a vocabulary book, and the you know the sentence that they put in there was actually I think uh, the example was like when you type in capitalism on Google or something like that was another example, and it says like oh capitalism's evil in like the example word in the in the example uh sentence you know so in this case you know your kids would come home with homework and it's just like you know john's been sucking dick at six o'clock and he left work at three how long has he been sucking dick you know what i'm saying like it's gonna slide into other forms of homework so you, you totally on point with that yo um this is this is the point on vaccinations uh my oldest uh daughter i remember this vividly like you know, when you have to take your kids to daycare, they have to be updated on all the shots and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember this, and I told my girl this. Like she, she just looked at me crazy. Like, oh, that nah. When one of those shots, like she was talking. This was like when she was young, like two or three, between two or three. She was like starting to talk and talk, right? After the shot, she stopped talking for like damn near a year. Like she didn't talk to nobody except for her mother and shit like that. She would barely talk about it before she was talking a lot. And I mm. t- I just I kept saying, I was like, man, it was that goddamn shot. Now she she grew out of that and is talking. But what uh, a lot of these women are saying, like, not everybody's body is the same. So the people's reaction to these shots are gonna be different. So what if your body reaction is bad to it? It's just, is it, oh, well, or, or my bad? You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the thing about this vaccination thing. They don't give yeah. nobody no leeway. And it, and it's not, like you said, it's not settled science. Yeah, it, you know, vaccines, 
you know, medicine period is not a one size fits all. Everybody's different, you know, and that's why Dr. Shiva's talk is so important because he's building out uh, the systems that track the neural pathways and how chemicals react with our brain. But, you know, he even touched on the fact that uh, there's neuroinflammation. That's inflammation in the brain. So when you say your child stopped talking, that could have been because of neuroinflammation caused by the vaccine. You know, that's the scary thing that's happening out here. And, you know, you know, it, it's crazy. Man. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, let me go through these super chats. Uh, okay. Oh, thank uh, you, Matt. John Jay. Yeah, John Jay, rap culture's pathetic, guttural, and lowbrow, the redacted engineer in the whole industry. Thank you, John Jay. <laughs> or one of our best, <laughs> our John, best viewers. John Jay. Um, as Tech Mecca, um, I forget what you told me to call you, man. My my bad. Inform the inform. Is Dame Dash the same cat with Dame Dash Studios pushing Billy Carson's conscious content? Is that is him? Is that I don't what know. he's doing on Dame Dash? You know, he's got like this ongoing YouTube uh, TV and I, I, I catch it sometimes, but I don't really you don't really have nobody on there. No. Um, yeah. Hold on. I see a uh, Billy John, Carson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. Yeah, yeah. That's him. Oh, yeah. That's that is Dame Dash. Uh, yeah. John Jay, don't bring up vaccines around Larry. He's going to make us look crazy conflating it with Flat Earth and we was kings. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you talk about John <laughs> John, John J, you gonna respect our special guest, damn it. <laughs> uh Hotep with it. Lonnie Love has been damn, where that where go? Has been released from the black community for speaking that nonsense on national television. Where yeah, Hotep with it. Nice. Word. She's been released to free agency. <laughs> I feel like they just replaced her with somebody else who's just as wild as she is. Cause then Homegirl out there. Uh, had a you know accused a black doctor or whatever on a phone call that oh, man, he raped too, her yeah. or some craziness. Yup, Amanda Seals. I feel like that's she gonna be the icing on the top on that show. Like yeah, the brother was a Rhodes Scholar, man. Like <laughs> you don't get any higher than that, man. Did <laughs> she try to get him out of here? <laughs> that was that was stupid. That it made it it made it look really bad, and they hired her off of that. Based off that, off of that, so I think you're gonna see almost most of the same. Yeah, and because he's attractive, you're gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna be allowed so much, so many passes, and it's gonna be laughed off as though she cued, and people are gonna really gonna understand. People are gonna understand later what she's actually trying to do, but people are gonna let it give her a pass more and more. Mm -hmm. If you're a black woman and you want to hate on black men, right now is a good time to get that white money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Because ain't nobody stepping up. Nobody's stepping up to challenge any of them. Dudes are too busy doing their own thing. You know, it's, it's either about money or we're so divided. We don't know who to get behind anymore because everybody is going to show and they're going to sell out at some point. It's either you're all about the brand, your own brand, so you can't speak out, or you're all about somebody else's money that you're trying to get to. And I think right now there is no really, like we talked about before, is really no realness no more. No athletes not being realness. Like you, how many times you gonna see Eric Reed keep, keep keep pumping it up for Colin Kaepernick? Like, bro, dude ain't playing no more. You play your play the rest of your thing and get on and shut up. He always gotta bring out like who Kuna, Steven, Steven, they, 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 like we going at each other about nothing. 
really about nothing. Like you both took that deal. You put took both took that deal not to come out and say nothing. So it should be left as that. Don't be trying to come out and trying to push press uh, uh, Stephen uh, Stephen A. Smith and, and make it seem like he's against black community and he's a play against this. No, it just makes us look stupid as as a whole as a unit. It makes us look look, look really weak that we still on that. We got enough division, you know. what I mean, going on in our in our community. Mm-hmm. You want to segue you into the it? topic about the Rooney Rule? Yeah. Um, they said, uh, you know, uh, Jason Garrett, I guess, got the interview from the Giants. I don't know why the Giants would want to pick him up as a head coach after his what he's done. Um, but then Stephen A. Smith came out and made some comments and said, "Oh, you know, black people are under attack." Blah 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 blah. What's the skinny on that, Larry? What's happening here? It's, it's really stupid that they, like I said, if you look at this, so I look at it on, on a broader scope than what people just see it as. All oh, black coaches not getting not getting uh, getting chances or opportunities to coach for the NFL uh, right after guys get fired. If you look at what happened to Jamil, Jamil Hill, she came out to try to talk that that blackness stuff, that pro-black stuff, and got her ass banned off that uh, that station. Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith is playing his role. His role is to scream, yell. They think that's who we are as people. That anytime this this injustice happens to us, we jump up and down, scream, yell, curse, do all all this other stuff. He had to make a scene to the public guy, to the black community. That he that we should be okay because one of our own is on TV making a complete fool of ourselves, yelling and screaming, is raising his voice, and ain't getting nothing done. And I told people this before; they don't listen to me. <clears throat> I said when Jay Z made that partnership and his whole Colin Kaepernick thing went away, they were going to use Jay Z partnership to dangle in front of the black community and say, "We good, we 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 understand you now. Now we we want to get over this Colin Kaepernick. We we're trying to." To, to appear as an image that we care about the black community. They did that, so we go away, not mention it, not say anything, and then they slid back that, what they call it, the good old boys club. They went, they went to go hire their own, and that's how it happens. It just, it, we, just not, we just now becoming hip to it. And I think they're slow because they're, you know, they're old, they're like 60, 70-year-old white men. They still think this is 1960s. So they, they don't know that we pick up on things faster than, than what we used to. I just think people really need to see this thing when it comes to, you know, how people do business. This is really a good, uh, like a, a good little teaching segment. If you want to get into business, law, and ethics, you watch this stuff. This stuff is funny to me to, to watch this. Now, you knew they weren't going to hire anybody new. They're not hiring any, any, that many black coaches. They're just not. They have to make us always be, appear to be on the field. That is how it's set up. We only can be on the field. We cannot show an image that we run and stuff. That they, we can only have one or two Tony Dungies. We can only we can't have a whole squad of just black men having black players, predominantly black teams, and going off. It just it doesn't send the image of they control anything. It makes it seem like we got the control of everything. Mm, mm. Now you said something about the playbook. You said the playbooks are all similar. They're all the similar. What do you think they have? Like, we, if you when you understand that we, when they have these these NFL owners and the NFL coaches meetings, what do you think they talk when they have these little rule changes? What do you think they talk about? It's a product on the field. Now you can't have one team that throws it fifty times and a team that's a run based team in it thirty forty times. 
people aren't going to be satisfied because our endorphins are already set like microwaves. We need to see a pass or a touchdown in the last 45 seconds or we're not going to watch the game or the game is boring or it's taking too long. And I've heard people say that, like, why don't they just throw the ball? Fam, it's third and one. Just run it. But this is where this is where we are as a society. We want we want results. We want touchdowns. We want passes. And this is what the game is now. The game is to so you can see 50 times a game. You see the ball in the air and long passes. So all the offenses and all the defensive schemes are pretty much the same where you don't really need the coaches. The, the, the offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators are really only ones that, that are set in place. Those are the ones that's going to do the same thing day in and day out. So when you look at teams, they all run the same offense. They run the shotgun, the running backs on the right or the left in the shotgun, and then they run it out of those formations. Every team runs the same offense, basically. So it's no sense of having different coaches coming in with the Steve Mariucci offense or guys coming in with the Bill Walsh. I like guess you just won't see those, those, those things anymore because it's now it's based off entertainment. Mm. Do you think it was some sort of conspiracy when they didn't give Marshawn Lynch the ball at the one in the Super Bowl? Of course. Of course. Of course. A Super Bowl run off the, the blackest football, literally the blackest football player they're going to ever have to score. Oh, and you know he can't, con- you can't control that type of image? No, they weren't ready for that. They would rather lose that Super Bowl rather than him being the face of the Super Bowl and him winning. They weren't ready for that. Long dread. Look, come on. Long dreads. You know, he act, the way he acted up to the Super Bowl, like all the, the runs he was having. No, they weren't. They were not ready to let him be the face of the Super Bowl and him winning the Super Bowl. It has never happened that way. It's always been either a quarterback win it or, you know, Edelman. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's your options. Tom Brady or somebody like Edelman. That, that, you get those type of guys. You're not going you're not going to get the face. Of, you're not gonna get the face of uh, of Black Twitter. <laughs> he basically the face of Black Twitter. What Black Twitter would look like is Marshawn Lynch. You're not gonna get <laughs> yeah. that and let that run away. We would have so much pride. It would be like what Joe, like what Harlem went through when Joe Lewis won the the, mm. the championship. It, we would it would have that type of reaction. Yeah, I feel like the the the, the Patriots are like a team who are set up to just make white men look great at football, right? Like. I feel like that's where black wide receivers go to die. That's where their careers go to die. And that's where white people are, you know, white, like white running backs, white wide receivers like Edelman. And they just try to make these white people look like so really, you know, good, better than what they are by just creating plays for them. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady got in trouble for always throwing it to to Edelman. And if you watch this, if you watch this, I mean, it's really not conspiracy because I know football. When you watch that whole Patriots and Rams game, you could tell they were told to run a deep. They were playing three deep and they were playing way off the ball where you don't have any receivers that can burn you. And the, and the Rams defensive backfield is the fastest backfield at that time. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you play man to man on Edelman? How did you let him go under, make under routes, five to 10 yard under routes and hooks and him being an NFL MVP and not have a bumping run coverage on him or man up coverage? Are you trying to tell me Peters couldn't, couldn't lock that dude down if he played one on one? That's to me, I already see they make this, they make this game for that specific reason. It's all, to me, it's all a ritual. You're just watching, they know who winning these games. Y'all just, y'all, not, y'all ain't caught on to it yet. <laughs> Did it? I know football long enough to know when things are being tainted and messed with. I, I just know. My dad's a football coach at Ohio State. My dad raised me in football. 
and, and, and those and being in behind the scenes and seeing how how grimy coaches can be with players and players don't know they're being changed position or kicked out and all that. I, I would hear all this stuff. So I know what football looks like. And I know what, what it doesn't what it's not supposed to look like. Uh, uh, uh. But I need y'all to stay dumb enough to to make sure my annuities keep going up. <laughs> I really want y'all to be seeing seeing what they be doing to y'all, man. I, it 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 really disturbing when you look at sports Twitter and see how many people really waste their time and their soul arguing every day for the last two or three days about players, about teams, about offenses, about hiring coaches. Like, come on, this is our this has been set in plan. Do you have a, they have a set protocol of how things are supposed to go? They know who will get fired. They know who they're going to hire after the guy get fired a week ago. It just has they, they do everything so you don't. And I really want people to really start mm. paying attention to the, the, like these Super Bowls and, and stuff like that. It's, it's to get to it gets you to wrap up in this, man. I really it's, it's sad to watch in our people. It's sad to watch people in general really go down that rabbit hole. Is is Lamar Jackson going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I, to tell you the truth, I think the Ravens and, and Minnesota Vikings are going to go to the Super Bowl. The Minnesota Vikings won, right? I think they did. They they beat Saints? Yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, they beat the Saints. I think it's going to be Ravens. For my thing, I think it's going to be the Ravens and the Vikings, to tell you the truth. And I, and when, when that ha- if that happens, we're going to do a whole segment on why. Because I'm going to prove to you why I know this. If it happens. I have I have a theory backed up to let you know why I know this. All right, so that's after the Super Bowl. That's actually we should do it lead up to. We should do a Super Bowl special if that if if it's the Ravens and the Vikings the Super Bowl, we are gonna have a whole pre-show based on what I know about that if it happens. Uh, uh, that's heavy. That's heavy. I'm just happy Lamar going. <laughs> Give my black quarterback a Super Bowl. Right, right. We had one since what? Doug Williams was like really no, not right. We had one right. We, no who was the last black quarterback that won? Cam was just in there and lost. Yeah, Cam lost. Vic and was Russell fighting dogs. Who? Russell Wilson. Y'all don't give nobody gives Russell Wilson on his black card, man. <laughs> no, I no, I did, did he win? He won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, he won. In Seattle oh, won one. Yeah. Seattle, what he's not black, is he? No, he Ooh. is black. His both his parents are black. Who Russell Russell, Russell Wilson? Williams, yeah. yeah, both his parents are black. His hair a little too curly to be black. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, if you, I, I mean, Google his parents, yeah, man. They black. He got his, his black card, but it's like he got, you know, Sierra you know, didn't give him a black card. He really not rest. Like, come on, Sierra. look at black Twitter. Look at the rest of Twitter. Like most of us is all spread out. You know, we dip and dab in different. You know avenues of Twitter, like but Black Twitter is a, is a specific a specific brand. You know what I'm saying? It's a specific yeah. brand. It's like yeah. a it's like a, a good barbecue spot. You know it's not gonna be a chain. Like yeah. some of us Black folk, we go to the chain joints, but like yeah. Black Twitter is like a specific <laughs> Black barbecue spot that everybody go to and talk shop. And I think yeah. Lamar Jackson is that type of dude for for Black Twitter to really. I feel like do we need that too though? We really do. We we've been being shot and being mistreated. You know, sometimes you need that Jim Brown type hero. You need that just to to feel something a little bit, even if it's if it's just for a little bit, just to feel something. Yeah, Russ, don't give me that feeling, man. He not black, black. 
I need a nigga. I need a nigga quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I don't need this proper ass white talking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I need to make it look like when I go to Ancestry.com, I need to know that Lamar Jackson had the people on the boat with us. You know what I'm saying? I don't get that vibe from Russell Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? I need to I need to feel like 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 if I go trace his roots, him and my ancestors was in that field. Russell give me that you in the house type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. We're not claiming Russ. Yo, bro, man. Russ came from rich. He, rich. He his his family had some money though. That's why. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have have cracked under that trying to win for Cam. Everybody was behind Cam when you know when uh, when they played Denver and Cam choked. Man, you know he didn't come through. You know what I mean? But can Lamar come through? I hope he does. Now we. You're right. You're right, Larry. You know, sometimes you get motivation. People need all motivation. You know what I'm saying? And and if Lamar Jackson can win the Super Bowl, a, a nigga? <laughs> oh, man. It's, oh, it's going to, it's going to do uh, – man, that, Miami going to be on fire. Because everybody feels that. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody feels that that struggle. Like, you feel it kind of set up to that when he went – like the guy made a comment about you know his black skin. And I know what he meant with the ball and all that. We got it. We got it. But they made, they made it bigger than what it was. But it, it, feel, it would feel good that he still went out there and, and performed and kind of – you know, all the naysayers and all that. You kind of like those type of stories of guys who really ain't going out there talking that mess, but he really just going out there winning, performing, being that team guy, that, being a guy that they told us we could never be, that we weren't smart enough to play that position. That's what you loved. I love to see that, you know, being, a, you know, that type of quarterback. You know, they gave Randall Cunningham and Warren Moon shit for years of they weren't the typical quarterbacks and trying to make like Cam Newton they try to make him be that stand in the pocket don't run don't do nothing that's why he kept getting sacked all those times he got he's the most hit quarterback in the league mm. yeah yeah do what you do black man fuck these announcers mm. yeah they was messing Cam up I swear they was hitting him extra hard because he's a black quarterback <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing his ass out man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, we gotta talk about um uh Jeffrey Epstein. Some news came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first suicide attempt, you know, when they took him to the, the infirmary, guess what happened? They 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 recorded over the camera, there, no cameras. So two times the, the camera outside Jeffrey Epstein's cell went on the fritz twice. Uh, they said they had to feed from the another floor, right? Another jail another cell. Tier. They had the wrong tier, recording the wrong tier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that rich money talking. That's that redacted money talking. It's the stuff right out the movies, man. Yeah, I, I need you to go. I don't even think he did tell you the truth. I don't think so Boom. either. That was my yeah. We don't think people like that don't die. People like those kind of connections, and you got tapes to everybody's stuff. You those people don't. You just don't die. Like if you if you the guy that's supplying, and you got all you got the black book. You are the guy. You are the main guy that's that's shuffling in these underage girls everywhere, and, and it's your island that we popping off at. Like those guys just don't get get killed and die. Like they they were worth more alive. If, they can, if we can convince the public that he died in suicide, that's even better for us because then he can do his work underground. 
I just don't think somebody like they would let somebody, even if he had all this information. Come on, you got the people who own the jail system. They own the penitentiary system. How do you th and they own the guards that's working there? How do you not think they that they would need to kill this guy? They could easily shuffle him, shuffle him in and out. That's, I mean, that's, the, that's the consensus. Yeah, that's the consensus here at the show. You right. You know what I'm saying? You woke, broke, Epstein is dead. I know, no, broke is uh, they, Epstein is murdered. Woke is Epstein didn't kill himself. Hotep is Epstein is still alive. Yeah. That nigga's still alive. Yeah. He, he, he accomplished his dream right now. When he wanted to get them random girls pregnant, he's doing that right now as we speak. He's doing it in an <laughs> underground facility somewhere, chilling, <laughs> doing everything he wanted to do. Real talk. Oh, you want to get to Super Chats? Yeah, hold on. Um, which one are we at? Um, like therapy? Sketch therapy? Sketch therapy. Fought out Super Chat. He said, are there maybe two vaccines for each disease? The cheap anti-contraceptive one, Bill Gates hands out in Africa, and the good one for rich people's kids? Absolutely. You know, they're they not giving us the good stuff. Uh, Black Mile Otep, he said the NFL is a slave sport. Uh, if you're buying tickets or merch, you're paying brother's master. Just so happens he gets a cut, but he's still on the ranch. Mm. Black Mile Otep. Chad Lemoyne says Tom Brady's favorite black running back name is James White. <laughs> <laughs> Chad said, my guess is Larry's theory is about the highest paid QB, Kirk Montana. Mm. Black Mile Hotep, $2 Super Chat said football is another version of Black Twitter. John Jay, $5 Super Chat. Russell Wilson's dad got cucked. Uh-oh. John Jay, whoa. Mm. I knew it was something going on. I knew it. Don't listen uh, to him, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, John Jay be right half the time, yo. <laughs> Lamar, uh, victor of life. He says Lamar is the patent for Black QBs. Just going to the ball, just going off. Yeah, Gary Payton. Yeah, just going to ball. Word. Just Blaze. What up, homie? What up, JB? Uh, George Norcross is the man behind Steve Sweeney. He runs South Jersey and is trying to poison the children. These people are demons. All right, we're gonna put George Norcross' uh, name on the map. We're gonna figure that out. Appreciate you, JB. Um, I think our last topic is uh, Charlemagne. The oh no, no, we got a couple more. Um. You got Ukraine, Jesse, and Charlemagne. Well, oh yeah, the Ukraine fight, you know, that was part of that Iran thing. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. They said Iran shot the plane down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly. I mean, kind of quick, you know, to get that, 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 uh, to say that. So I don't know what happened. I think somebody, they might have put a bomb on that damn thing. On the plane, yeah. so we got to get the. We need the chat to get the manifest of who's on that plane, and that's going to tell us a lot. You yeah, but yeah. I mean? Rest in peace to those people that died. Yeah, but it could have been an accident because I think the U.S. The United States was was uh, they were taxing fighters that night, so they yeah. might have thought you know they were sending the airplanes in, so we had to launch launch their sand batteries. But I don't know. Yeah, they said we were occupying that that airspace heavily, so it could have got caught up in that. Yeah, and uh, 
Your boy Charlemagne with his he gave <laughs> he giving out butt cakes, man. What, <laughs> can we get Charlemagne out of here, man? You know, we're talking about the feminization of the black man. You know, this guy is like leading the charge. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Everything that dude that dude does now is, is a little shaky to me. Did you see the did you see the butt he gave DJ Envy? No, nah, but he said something else. He said he also made a uh, a statement of if if Takashi Six Nine got off that old thing that he was like, who? Why would you say that? Yeah, like this is yeah. that, this is like all time clownery, and it's yeah. Well, he what he did recently was he had an injection mold made of his ass and balls, and then uh-huh. gifted it to uh, to DJ Envy his ass and balls. Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> right, like, Charlemagne they, is like I said, they're a part of all of it. They are a part of all of it. They say they say slick stuff like this to get you. Like I said, man, black men in entertainment are a joke to me. They don't stand up for nothing unless it's a, a check that's getting paid by by who, whoever the top branch is getting them to pay the check for them for us to argue with each other, effeminize each other, and making like it's funny, like we the joke. And you wonder why the black community and, and all these things happen within the black community as far as our, our young women getting snatched off the streets, while people getting gunned down in the streets. Nobody, we don't even respect ourselves. So if somebody else sees us and watches us how we act, why would, why would you think they respect us? Why would you think they wouldn't? Like, they, we open prey. We make ourselves look like, like a joke to, to be messed mm. with. Mm. You know what, Charlemagne? After this incident, you are banned from Hotep Khan. <laughs> you go, you're joined with Ebro. He's banned from Hotep Khan. Charlie Kirk is banned from Hotep Khan. And now Charlemagne is banned from Hotep Khan. Everybody, if you don't know, you can get advanced tickets to uh, Hotep Khan, our first conference in Washington, D.C. this May uh, at patreon.com slash Hotep Nation and also access to our private chat. You got to become a patron. Patreon.com slash Hotep Nation. Charlamagne, you're banned. We don't play that shit over here. Um, You'll probably be on Drag Queen Con. <laughs> <laughs> he might, like, he really, like, into that way. Like, like the, even Black Twitter is starting to question, you know, is he straight or not? You know, like, people are... Nah, he's, he's straight. He got him, he married and all that, but he has to... He, lately... The, to the thing is, is to is like they I guess the young kids call it for clout is to be a little more, you know, effeminizing because that's what they want to do. They want to turn in effeminate. I don't know why it's the agenda right now, but that's what that's what's going on to make black men more feminine. And he to get that check, stay afloat because he relies on that money. He has to he has to feed the beast. That's all that is. He ain't like he can just break off and do his own thing. He's not independent. He depended on that. He depended on whoever telling him to do that. He depended on that money. He depends on for that lifestyle for him to live, for him to operate. He need them, so he got to do whatever he, you know they tell him to do. You right. <laughs> you right about that. Yo, what would you y'all do if if Google gave up your your <laughs> they giving up Jesse Smuggles Google uh, searches for a year, man? Hey, what do you mean? Jesus, would you be in trouble if you, you probably don't use Google anymore? You use DuckDuckGo, don't you? I use DuckDuckGo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I use DuckDuckGo, so 
You know what I mean? But the thing is, they can still take your phone and all that stuff still embedded in your phone. Um, I'll tell you right now, um, I'll be labeled an anti-redacted. <laughs> if you check my Google searches, <laughs> I would be uh, unpersoned online if they check my phone. <laughs> It'd be a wrap for me. But um, Google actually said they didn't want that to be disclosed. They told the judge prior to, look, we're going to give you access to this guy's Google searches, um, both deleted and existing. And but, you know, we don't want you to tell the public we don't want this disclosed. And somehow it got disclosed. So uh, people watch what your Google searches is doing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they are the feds. They're working with the feds. Um, sketch therapy, uh, happy 2020, Uncle and Jesus. Keep up the great working guests. Thank you, Robert Wetzel. What do you think about the Tavis Stock Institute? Anyone, any takers? I don't know what that is. Uh, K Vandy, he got sent back to the Moose Sad HQ. And Guru, uh, Canadian, thanks for donation. Yeah, I haven't gone down the uh, Tavistock Institute rabbit hole. I know there's a bunch of conspiracy theories there, but I haven't gone down that rabbit hole. Sorry, Robert. Yeah, that's all. You know, that's all I think that's all we got. Yeah, you know, I spend my time in, in Bitcoin. You know, I'm heavily involved in tech companies. We have a, uh, a app for Twitter. Download GIFs and videos. You know, the best way to communicate with people right now is through, you know, GIFs and videos. And Gifitize is the leading app for that. Number one for uh, iPhone, um, and then we have Wazo, of course, doing artificial intelligence for home security and CoinBitsApp.com. You know, we're doing uh, Bitcoin uh, dollar cost averaging investing. So that's where my mind be. I haven't had a chance to go down a lot of these rabbit holes, but that's where my mind is these days. I'm in tech, but that's all I got, man. Thanks, Larry, for coming through the show. I was a special no guest. We appreciate you, homie. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on. It's always, always a pleasure. We're going to do that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl um, episode. That, yo, I swear to God, Minnesota Super Bowl. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Hotel. Hotel. Ben told you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else, Unc? Nah, that's good, man. Thanks, everybody, coming through. For sure. I'll right, see you next week. All right, man. Thanks. New episodes every Thursday night. Hotep's been told you.